0: And use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. It's not the resolution which creates the likelihood or the probability of whether you will get there or not. It's actually your approach. Happy New Year On Purpose listeners. I am so excited, so grateful, so passionate, so ready to be back In the new year, this is our first solo episode of 2022 and you've made it ready to transform your life, ready to build your life, ready to go after your ambitions, your goals, whatever you've been pursuing, whatever you've been dreaming of. This is a time that we all use to reset and I'm so excited to be talking to you today. And I'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour, Love Rules. Go to jshedytour.com to learn more information about tickets, VIP experiences, and more. I can't wait to see you this year. Now I get it. This can be tough. This can be tiresome. This can seem hopeless. How many of you get to this time of year and think to yourself, oh, not again. I'm going to set a resolution. I'm going to set a transformation. I'm going to set a goal. And then I'm going to fail. And I'm going to feel overwhelmed. And I'm going to feel like a failure. And as if I didn't make it. And as if everyone else is achieving their goals, but I'm not achieving mine. And it can put a lot of pressure on us. It can put a lot of stress. It can put a lot of weight and burden on our shoulders feeling not this time of year again or you're at the other end of the spectrum where you love setting new goals you love starting over you love that new diary that new journal you love turning over to january 1st and seeing that blank slate but deep inside there's a little voice of doubt of dilemma confusion knowing that you still don't know what you're working on. But well, what I want to share with you in this podcast is not how to set your goals. I think we all know that setting your goals doesn't mean you get there. I also think we know that just writing down what you want to manifest doesn't just work that way. Today I want to talk to you about the real manifestation. Today I want to talk to you about how manifestation actually works. Today I want to talk to you about how results are actually created. Because I remember what it felt like being in that position, setting goals year after year after year, setting targets, and feeling like I wasn't even close. I know what that feels like because I've been there. And five years ago, I started doing something very different and I saw very different results in my life. I started creating content five years ago. That's how you probably discovered me, either through my videos, my podcast or my book. And as things have grown and as I've grown and learned, I want to pass on all the lessons, all the learnings, all the practical tips that I've learned along the way to you. As we start this, I want to first dive into some statistics and data for us to understand. And I was looking at a survey on YouGov, and it said that around 16% of people say they will make a New Year's resolution, compared to 11% who said they made a resolution this time last year. It's a fairly low amount. Now, young people were by far the most likely to be setting themselves a New Year's resolution, with nearly a third, 32%, of those aged between 18 and 24 compared to 10% of those aged 55 and over. Now let's talk about what kind of New Year's resolutions people are making. For the third year in a row, health and fitness come top of the list of people's resolutions they plan on making, with the most popular among those making resolutions being to do more exercise or improve their fitness. Now I'm sure many of you have those things on your list And another 41% say they want to commit to improving their diet, 40% want to lose weight, and the list goes on and on, all the way through to pursuing a career ambition, spending less time on social media, taking up a new hobby, cutting down on drinking or smoking, and even raising money for a charity. So we can see that there are lots of different types of New Year's resolutions, but here's what I find fascinating. No matter what your New Year's resolution is, it's not the resolution which creates the likelihood or the probability of whether you will get there or not. It's actually your approach. It's your methodology of manifestation to get those results. And as we've seen in the past, we don't tend to be as good at those because every year we feel quite far away, right? We feel quite distant from our resolutions and I'm sure you've experienced that too. So today, I'm going to give you a series of steps to help you learn and understand how manifesting and getting your results really, truly happens. Now, the first thing I want to start off with is step one. We live in a culture and a society that is goal-based. It all starts with what's your goal? Where do you want to get to? What do you want to happen at the end? What is the result that you desire? Do you desire a new house, a new car, a new job, a new vacation, a new body? It's all about what is that new thing that you want. It has got nothing to develop the mindset to get there. Western society operates on a results mindset, a results led approach. Spiritual traditions or Eastern society is based on an intention-led approach. Are you being led by your results? Or are you being led by your intention? Your intention is so much more powerful than any result. Because when you don't get the result you wanted, that doesn't help you. But when you know what your intention is, that intention keeps fueling you even when you don't get the result you want. I'll give an example. Let's say you've been trying to go to the gym three times a week, and you end up making it once a week. Now, from a results point of view, you have missed your target and missed your goal. But if your intention is, I really want to do this to be healthy and fit for my family, I really want to do this for my own health and well-being, that intention is going to fuel you to get to that three times a week. But when you're result-focused, when you're result-led, as soon as you don't reach that result, you put pressure on yourself. You start talking down to yourself. So I want you to focus more on the intention than you do on the result. Stop looking at your calendar going, well, why haven't I made it five times this week? Why haven't I been able to lose this much weight this week? Because that leads to critical conversations with yourself It leads to a lot of self-judgment and a lot of self-sabotage. But the idea that I'm doing this because, why are we doing it? What is your intention? What is your input? The Western world makes us focus on output. My question to you is, what is your input? What is it that you are bringing in to this process? So I want you to sit down and for whatever your goal or resolution is, I want you to deeply connect with your intention for why it's so important. Why is it important for you to lose weight? Why is it important for you to improve your diet? Why is it important for you to exercise more? Why is it important for you to spend time on social media less? Why is it important to cut down on drinking or smoking? I know that the people who've made their biggest changes in their life, their reason was deep. When we say dig deep, You will dig so much deeper when your reason is deep. But if you haven't really thought about, really articulated, really written down, really communicated your reason, you can't go further. You can't go deeper than your reasoning and your intention. You can't dig deeper than that. You can't dig deeper than your intention or your reasoning. So make your intention really deep. Make your intention really profound and powerful. Now, the second step I want to share with you is why we need to monitor obsessively. Now, what I mean by this is, as you start the week, and as weeks go by, months go by, what we often do is we go, oh, well, last week I didn't make it. That was a failure. All right, well, this week I made it, so I guess things are great again. Okay, well, next week I didn't make it, that was a failure, and the week after that was a failure, and then I'm just a failure, and this is not going, right? So what we do is we only measure results, but we don't monitor results. This is a really fascinating switch from measuring to monitoring. So we measure how much weight we lost, and we say, oh, wow, this week I lost you know, four pounds. This week I lost nothing. This week I put on this much, right? So we measure the result, but we don't monitor it. And I'll explain to you the difference. Measuring is taking a measuring tape or a scale and writing down a number. That's literally what it is, right? It's measuring. You are just data collecting. You are just data recording What is my height today? What is my height tomorrow? What's my weight today? What's my weight tomorrow? What's my follower count today? What's my follower count tomorrow? How much money did I save this week? How much money did I save next week? It's just a number. And you learn very little from that number. I'll give an example. If I create a podcast and it gets a number of downloads versus another podcast, I can be upset when the next podcast is higher or lower. Or, I can be curious, I can monitor, I can be observant. So whether your day or week goes well or whether it is difficult and challenging, I want you to make time to say why. Why did it go well? Why did it go wrong? What happened? What did I do differently this week? When I think about weeks where things are going well, And if you just take them at face value and think, okay, I've got this now, things are going well, you get complacent. And I know the phrase goes, curiosity killed the cat. I've always thought complacency killed the cat, right? It's complacency. Well, hopefully no one killed any cat, but whether you're a dog or a cat person, we want animals to be safe. It's complacency. And complacency sets in when we measure. Actually, a lot of self-sabotage checks in when we just measure, Because when we have a good week, we don't know why. And when we have a bad week, we don't know why. And we just beat ourselves up about it. So I want you to really think about that. Why did it go well? Monitor, don't measure. Why did it go well? Why did it go badly? What specifically changed this week? And actually, that might even make you have some compassion for yourself. You may think, oh, yeah, you know, that week my family came over and... I took it easy a little bit. Or, you know, that week I launched a new product on social media, so I spent a bit more time on it. You start actually not drawing yourself excuses, but you might start to judge yourself less. And that lets you go, okay, well, next week I can shift. Next week I can make a change. Like I know, for example, on Christmas and New Year's week, I ate more sugar in a week than I ate all year, And I know it, and I don't judge myself for it. I'm glad that I allowed myself to enjoy and, and really let go. And then this week, I knew I wanted to be playing tennis. So I've been playing tennis every day for two hours, uh, working really, really hard to get fit and healthy again, cutting out sugars out of my life again, uh, getting back to my healthy diet. And I'm not judging myself for that week. I know why I wasn't focused on what I wanted to focus on, and now I know why I am. And so I want you to monitor over measure. Measuring is what our apps do. Measuring is what our Fitbits do. Measuring is what our rings do. And measurement is important, but only if you monitor the reason behind the measurement. It's not just good enough to measure the data. You have to monitor the data. Now, the third step. This is something that really blows my mind when I think about it and talk about it. And this will be a game changer for you. There are four steps to making a change in your life. And I find that most of us are just about on step one. Most of the time we're on step one and we're trying to have the result of step four. So there are four steps to change. The first is theoretical. Theoretically understanding that this change is important, it's needed, and it is necessary. But your understanding and your knowledge level is theoretical. For example, the theoretical idea that we all believe that we should take care of the environment. The theoretical idea that we all have that we should take care of our health. We all know we should. That's a theoretical understanding. We all know that it's better if we eat healthier. It's better if we exercise. These are theories. We understand it theoretically. Most of us are at this stage. When you try and use your willpower to achieve a result, but your level of change is only theoretical, it is so unlikely that you're going to get the result because theory does not change to transformation. Theoretical understanding does not lead to transformation. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Life can be a wild ride and sometimes our gut gets thrown off track. So that butterfly in your stomach? It's probably not from excitement. It's more likely from stress or certain food choices you had for breakfast. And Ritual can help you get things back on track. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Every morning, I start my day with Symbiotic Plus. It's now an essential part of my daily routine. With its blend of prebiotics, postbiotics, and all that good stuff, I'm giving my gut the love it needs to tackle whatever comes its way throughout the day. There's no shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash Shetty. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash Shetty for 25% off. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Whenever I travel, I feel like I become a new person. Like that time I explored the bustling streets of New York, I felt like I became Curious Jay, immersing myself in the vibrant culture and sampling exotic street food. And then there was that trip to the mountains where I transformed into Adventurous Jay, conquering hiking trails and embracing the breathtaking scenery. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to for all my adventures. Whether I'm exploring the bustling streets of New York or venturing into the serene mountains, Booking.com has a wide variety of options, offering accommodations all across the US and all around the world that suit every kind of traveler. So when you're ready to plan your next trip and discover new sides of yourself, remember to book with Booking.com. Whether you're craving adventure in a cabin, a bit of luxury in a fancy hotel, some quality family time in a vacation rental, or just some chill vibes at a beachside resort, Booking.com has you covered. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com, Booking.yeah. So ask yourself, are you at a theoretical level in the area you want to change? For example, if I say, oh yeah, theoretically, I've heard that meditation's a good idea. I know it's good for me. That's theory. So the next step is meaningful. We have to make it meaningful. That's where that intention comes in, going back to step one. How meaningful is this to me? I remember when my health really took a bad hit. I had polyps in my throat, they had to be lasered out. I was having really bad gut issues. I was having chronic fatigue. I was in bed for 14 hours, if not more, a day. And that was when it became really meaningful to me. It's almost like everything switched from theory to meaningful. And it's, it's frustrating that we often have to go through pain or real challenges or real stress and pressure to make that shift from theoretical to meaningful. But I also know that it's possible to do it without the pain. But the pain is often the trigger. So when we go through problems or pain, chances are it's so that we can switch from theoretical to meaningful. That's actually what your body's doing. It's like your body is giving you pain, saying, I don't want to live like this anymore, so that it becomes meaningful for you to apply that theory. Because before it was meaningful to you, you assumed it would be okay. right? If you never had a health challenge, you would just theoretically know it's good to take care of your health, but you may not focus on it because it's not meaningful yet. So theoretical to meaningful. Now, meaning isn't enough either. I'll give you an example. Maybe someone's lost a family member to cancer, like I have, and someone may theoretically understand the health reasons and implications. They may meaningfully, obviously, it meaningfully pains you so much when you've lost someone, but you haven't made it practical for you. You haven't understood it practically. How does it practically work in your life? How does it practically flow in your day-to-day. We have to turn our meaningful, feeling, emotion-based understanding now. We had an intellectual, knowledge-based understanding. We have now an emotional, feeling understanding. We now have to turn it into something practical for us. And then finally, applicable. We actually have to apply it once we know what's practical, and we have to see where that goes. We have to keep actioning it. So the four stages of change are theoretical, meaningful, practical, and applicable. Now, I guarantee that what you're trying to change this year is in the theoretical and meaningful areas. You haven't yet figured out the practical and the applicable areas of what you want to do. And that is where you want to put the energy. How do I practically apply this in my life? For example, going to the gym for me, now my plan, and when I'm back in LA, I'm in London at the moment with my family, but when I'm back in LA, my goal is to be doing probably three days at tennis and two days at the gym, two to three days at the gym. And so that's how I'm practically committing, and then I'll apply it, and then I'll observe it and monitor it. But the key thing here is it can't. when it was just theoretical for me that I needed to take care of my health, I didn't do it. Then it became meaningful because of the pain. But then it needed to become practical. I had to find what I enjoyed, what I got a passion for, what I... Flourished in and this applies to all areas of your business and work too. This doesn't just apply to your body and your mind. This applies to anything you want to do. This I hope you will apply this to all areas of your life. Now the fourth step is actually this this is game changer. Have you ever thought about what's the difference between efficiency and effectiveness? What is the difference? Is there a difference between efficiency and effectiveness? So efficiency in the way I see it is the ability to do a lot of things and effectiveness is doing important things. Think about that, right? It's almost like efficiency is like, oh, I'm I'm really, really efficient. I get a lot done. I achieve a lot of stuff. I, I tick a lot of boxes. Oh, I've been highly effective this week. What would you like to say at the end of this week? Would you prefer you were saying... I've I've had an efficient week or I've had an effective week. I'm sure each and every one of us are drawn towards that word effective. I've had an efficient week, sounds like I checked off stuff on my to do list. I did my laundry, got a lot done. I was efficient. But I was effective, says, Oh, I made a dent this week. I made an impact this week. I moved the needle this week. The difference is between doing a lot of things and doing important things. I want you to focus on the latter in 2022. We all have to do a lot of things, but are we making time to do the important things? Because often we make ourselves so busy with being efficient because we don't want to put the brain energy and brain power to be effective. So we'd rather clutter our day with lots of insignificant activities than clear our day for one significant activity. Because we're scared of doing that. But when you realize that no longer do you want to clutter for something insignificant, you want to clear for something significant, we want to shift from being efficient to being effective. And this is a mindset shift. This is the mindset shift that I'm taking into 2022. I've been saying to my team, I want to have an effective year, not an efficient year. I think there have been a couple of years in my life where I've been highly efficient but I don't think I've been as effective and as impactful because I've just been busy. My schedule has been full. I've been doing a lot of stuff, but I haven't been doing the stuff that makes the impact, that moves the needle. Look around you and think about who are the people that you've noticed that you think have made big leaps, that you think have just pivoted their career and shifted and made huge strides. Who are those people? Maybe, maybe there's some things that I've done that you're looking at and going, wow, Jay, I never saw how you did a book. And then you did, you have the podcast and you did the tea company and I'm sure you've got something else coming, which I can't wait to share with you. It's like that all came from an effectiveness mindset, not an efficiency mindset. Sometimes I'm highly inefficient. Sometimes I don't complete a lot of stuff. Sometimes there's stuff that's just left for days. But those are not the things that matter. They're not the important things. So do you want to do a lot of things or do you want to do important things? You want to look at each week and each month in that way. Ask yourself, is this an efficiency week or is this an effectiveness week? And if you recognize the difference for yourself, right? if you recognize the awareness for yourself, that's going to make all the difference. Now, the next step that I want to share with you is this balance between thinking and acting, like thinking and doing. And it's been debated for a long time whether we should think or do, and I think we've realized that action is an important part. We have to act and then reflect. But here's what I've realized. Thinking is important, but do it less than you think. I feel like a lot of us struggle with procrastination and overthinking because we think, rethink, and think again. We think, we rethink, and think again. And if I had to divide the way I like to work, I'd probably do about 70% action, 30% thinking. Now, there are times when I think my thinking went down to 10%, and that didn't work either, or went down to 5%, and I was just doing, 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 and that wasn't great either. And there have been times when I've thought 70% and acted 30%, and that's not healthy. So I want you to think about your ratio what is your ratio of thinking to doing? Is it 50-50? Is it 70-30? Either way, is it 80-20? Is it 90-10? Is it 60-40? Where are you on that ratio? And I want you to start shifting into doing more than thinking more to get to doing 70% and thinking 30%. And when you start shifting that, you might start to feel uncomfortable. You might start to feel... Scared, you might start to feel some anxiety of like, oh my gosh, I'm just doing so much stuff, I don't even know what I'm doing. And all I want you to do is try and get to that 70% of doing and 30% of thinking. And that 30% of thinking, going back to the monitoring point, is the reflecting, is the observing. Why did that work? Did it work? What could I have done better? You're focused on that. You're not focused on, oh, well, that didn't get me anywhere. And that's again, that results mindset is just so deep. That didn't get me anywhere. Well, what was the point anyway? We didn't get there. Well, I didn't achieve anything anyway, right? Like that language, that rhetoric is actually stopping us as opposed to, okay, well, what worked, what didn't? What could I shift this time? So get that ratio between thinking and acting, thinking and doing right for you, and you will see huge shifts and huge changes in your life. Now, the next step is something that I recently spoke about on the Today Show, and it's growth versus goals. You can set goals all you want, but it's the growth that gets you to those goals, right? Growth versus goals every single time. What I mean by that is when you set a goal, I want to do this, you have to ask yourself, what growth, what skill, what aptitude, what mindset do I need in order to get there? What is it going to take me to learn? So for example, if I say this year, I want to share meditation with you all. I want to help you all learn how to meditate. Okay, what do I need to know? I need to know how to meditate. I need to know how much time everyone kind of has in their day. I think people have like five to 10 minutes a day maximum, so like seven minutes. Okay, if they have seven minutes, how do I help them meditate in seven minutes, right? like So I need to think about that. I don't just have to think about, okay, well, everyone needs to meditate, so okay, I just need to make sure people meditate. And then we just have this goal and we don't do anything to it. We have to build the growth path to the goal's potential. So if you're setting a goal, I want you to set the growth that you need to take in order to get there. I want to end finally with one last point, which is how I define every year. And I spoke about this last year as well, but I think it's important to reshare it because it is how I set up my year. Every year I sit down and I call this the three L's of a phenomenal year. And I ask myself, what do I want to learn this year? What do I want to launch this year? And what do I want to love this year? These are three necessities for feeling like you're thriving as a human, for feeling like you're absolutely winning as a human. When you do the thing you love, it brings you joy, it brings you happiness. When you launch something, it brings you nerves, it brings you excitement. When you learn something, it gives you the feeling of growth and improvement. And the feeling like you're going somewhere. These are the experiences we need in life. We think that it's just about winning. Notice how winning isn't one of them. Because winning doesn't give you an essential feeling that we need as a human. These are the feelings we need to experience. Love, we need to experience joy and happiness. We need to experience excitement and enthusiasm. We need to experience nerves and that kind of like butterflies feeling again. So I literally want you to write down, learn, launch, love. What are you learning this year? What is it that you're committing to learning? What is it that you're getting coaching, classes, mentorship? You have to be learning something every year. It's crazy that we stop learning after graduating, if we're lucky, right? It really, really is insane that we stop learning after that time. What are you committing to learning this year? It could be an instrument, it could be a language, it could be learning to work out, it could be learning a new mindset, it could be joining our genius community and learning about health and well-being, it could be joining my certification school and learning to become a life coach if that's what been a goal of yours for a while. What is it that you're committing to learning this year? Second, what are you launching? What are you starting that's new? Are you launching a podcast? Are you launching a book? Are you launching a new community? A new book club in your area are you launching a company are you launching a business are you launching a youtube channel what are you launching this year i want you to launch something this year to get the excitement enthusiasm of pushing forward and finally what are you doing that you love what are you doing that you deeply deeply love thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here and 2022 is going to be your year Thank you. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With Ikea, and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone.